Adventures Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. on Heroes Not Included. We had requested that Sarissa, who is the current regent of the Giants, deliver us to Everland, which is where the Harpers are. And she did so with both a ton of goods and gifts for both Kalik and I. Kalik got a ring that allows him to use Blink a certain number of times a day, and I got a quiver that allows me to stow tons of arrows. Uh, we went to Moongleam Tower and met again with Kroger Valharo. He told us that the wooden coin was found from a casino, but he was unsure which, though he did have a contact who may know. We spent the evening there, and I bought some poisons. Uh, the next day, we met with Dalhalem, a dwarf with garish tastes, who told us that the wooden coin was from a casino called the Grand Dame, which takes place upon the Golden Goose Riverboat in Yartar. Its owner, Lord Dryland, and a crew take rich passengers on a nightly journey up and back the river, gambling till dawn, with these wooden coins being exchanged for gold. They apparently do not let anyone in that isn't a dwarf, elf, or human, except for halflings, which are allowed to serve bar. Heroes Not Included Season 2 That servant that you uh, intimidated and bullied returns to tell you that it will take a few days to prepare everything. I, I look noticeably perturbed. Malthus goes, Ah, why ride? Let's just teleport. Yeah. Oh, it's like right there? I know we have, there's a yarder portal? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I tell that in voice. I was waiting. I, I was like, are you just going to let him get in the caravan and then you guys are going to be like, yeah. teleport? <laughs> You Several days later, <laughs> you failed me. So yeah, you hear Malthus say, and then yeah, I sigh, and then um, yeah, start heading back towards the ever blend. When Malthus, when Malthus talks, can we hear him or only? No, uh, we can speak okay. telepathically. Gotcha. Yeah, he can verbalize, but he only ever pretty much just speaks to Eobard, and when he does speak to Eobard, it's telepathically. Okay. The portal in Everland that is marked on this map is uh, at the top of the tower. Convenient. Okay. I think it was designed to be so. (laughs) So you guys make your way to the top of the tower, and you see this male human standing near the circle, and he sees you walk into the chamber, and he says, Ah, where to? I shout, Yarder, and then walk to the middle of the circle and turn around. As if it's walking onto an elevator. <laughs> okay. He looks at you and he says, Well, get off the circle then. <laughs> so so he, I walk off the circle. Okay. He, he then uh, walks over to the circle and he walks around the circle with his hand. And as, as he walks around the edge of the circle with his hand, you notice that the symbols around the circle change as he walks. Until he makes uh, one entire circuit. He says... All right, now on with you. Everybody locks on. Yep, we walk right on. All right. 
you're squeezed real tight, and then you're not squeezed real tight. You find yourself standing on a garden patio, surrounded by a lovely garden, but it also looks like it's seen better days. There are broken benches and weed-infested flower beds and shattered statuary. It's overgrown. And you see that this garden is surrounded by an eight-foot-high wall of ivy-covered stone. Most of the ivy looks dead or dying. And next to this garden is a small villa. And you see this old human come walking out the back door of it. Oh, who goes? And where are you coming from? We all look at Eobard. Well, speak up. I, I walk up and I put my hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I say, thank you. And then I walk out. <laughs> thank you. And then you walk out. He looks at you, Calic, and you ask Ben, and he says, So, who goes and where from? I'm Aspen Tamble, and this is my companion, Calic. And the gentleman who just walked off is Lord Eobard Thawne of Fangstone Keep. And we are here uh, from Everland, from Moongleam Tower. And we are on our way to the Grand Dame Riverboat. Mm. At least that's the goal. Well, don't let me keep ya. And he turns, walks back into the house, and you notice the, the, the door that you were trying now opens. Okay. It opens out to the other side of the wall, and you find yourselves in the lovely town of Yartar. It's not a large town, but it does have... Uh, Are they known for anything here, aside from their illustrious sauce? It's a major river port. It's a river port. Yeah. They trade mostly in onions and small gherkins. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a major river port. And uh, anyone who wishes to make a uh, history check. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be happy to tell check. you bits and pieces about it. Sorry, guys. 14? 18. Okay. Well, you know that it is a fortified city. And that travelers must move through the citadel and pass an inspection going through the citadel to go from east to west. The Evermore Way cuts right through the city, the heart of it, and that's what connects the eastern and western gates. So you know that uh, the city is uh, run by a person called a Water Baron, and that the Water Baron is an elected official. You also know that Yartar is a member of the Lord's Alliance, and that they are known to have a Thieves' Guild. That's all you got. That's quite a bit. What time of day is it? Uh, just moments after you left Everland, so late Still morning. morning. Yeah. Late morning. Okay. So what should we do here? Should we try to find someone to talk to? Should we scout out ships? I want to find out more about who is generally, like, who is a regular patron at this Grand Dame? Because, I mean, a regular patron is the person most likely to have one of those golden goose on them in the event of a scuffle. True. I mean, somebody who just goes there once in a while is going to, like, take that golden goose and put it in a scrapbook or something. True. We also should figure out how do we announce our great 
Lord Eobard and his presence in the town. Unfortunately, I think that job is going to have to rely on me. We'll have to make you look a little bit more presentable, though. What even are you wearing right now? Uh, I have, um, Do you still have dried yak blood on you? Uh, it probably washed off by now. But, uh, I do have one of the masks over one of my biceps. <laughs> like, strapped on as, like, bracelet type thing. And I'm wearing shorts. I'm not going to change, I say. <laughs> I say, I, I, as I'm listening to this, I say, I would expect it to. <laughs> However, I'll go hang out by the river. Let us go find a room. <laughs> And okay. um, I start hunting down a, a, a nicer end. You kind of follow the road until it kind of leads towards the center of town where there is a market square. And cutting through the market... Is it, is it like midday? Yeah, like I said, late morning. Late morning, okay. We should get one of the better rooms in this village. Oh, yeah. Because they want us to... I mean, we have to look good no, for these yeah, people, yeah, too. Absolutely. So. We, want, we want the penthouse. Bad. We want to make it rain. <laughs> You just do this with your hand. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> it's just now raining. <laughs> if someone was wearing a flower on top of the hand, it is now wilted. Yeah, you make your way toward... You follow the road, and it kind of just leads you towards the center of town, and there you find a market square, and the market square is bifurcated by the Evermore Way. A large thoroughfare. And you see people going back and forth, moving from east to west or west to east. Uh, And on either side of it uh, is part of the square, which is filled with a variety of shops. And around those shops, you see a variety of inns and taverns. Uh, Well, we look for the most fanciest and well-kept one. The most prestigious. We want the Trump Tower. (laughs) No, Uh, we do not want the Trump Tower. Gilded, golden, unnecessary. Uh, uh, That's the most... uh, the most uh, garish. Garish. That's the word I'm looking for. There you go. <laughs> Ostentation was the right word. There's still a hint of like positivity. Like garish. Tacky. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like everything. Caesar's palace. About him. Disgusting and tacky. Um. Racist. Uh, and you kind of walk by a variety of places. None of them really seem to fit the bill until you spy one that is called the Inn of the Glowing Gem. And I say, I think that's our mark. <laughs> Upon walking in, you can tell right away that uh, this is indeed a lovely place. Dark stained wood. You see brass fittings that have been recently polished. You see carpets. And you see an elf standing in waistcoat there uh, at the door. And uh, as soon as you step in, he says, Afternoon, how may I help you? We would like three rooms, please. Hmm, let's see. And this would be for when? Now. No. How, how big is the inn? Uh, it looks to be three stories in height. I, uh, <coughs> I chime up from the back and I say, <coughs> we would like your top story. Uh, the top story mm-hmm. is not for rent. You can rent a room on the top story. And I reach into the, the uh, bag uh-huh. and I pull out one of those sapphires. Uh-huh. And I say, 
I'm sure that something could be arranged. He says, Ah, yes, as a matter of fact, I think there are arrangements that can be made. And he uh, opens up a book, and he uh, takes out this quill, and he says, And the guest's names for this evening. And I go into the, the full... You are in the presence of Lord Eobard Thon, Jarl of Fangstone, and his traveling companions, the mighty and undefeated monk, Kallik the Moist, <laughs> and ambassador to the Fey Courts, Aspen Tabernacle. <laughs> it's Tamble for short. Yes. <laughs> Oh, how impressed you must be. And then and then I hold out my hand. <laughs> are there other people? No, there are uh, uh, double wooden doors behind him. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> that was really more for, for others. And he says, Ah, well, I see. Well, my lords. See, he finishes writing things. He says, your, your floor will be available momentarily. I keep leaning in. <laughs> he says, what time will you take dinner? Um, I say, 8 p.m. sharp. He makes a little note. <laughs> Bring the finest roasted meats and no carbs. <laughs> but... A large cask of the strongest thing you have to drink. Two. Two of them. Two of them. This is very well. Surely this will spread some fruit. Also fruit. And <laughs> fruit! <laughs> Carved into tiny animals. The shape of tiny animals. The irony pleases me. Only the yellow fruits, though. <laughs> if any yellow fruit is touching a green fruit, so help me, and I go like this. <laughs> To slap. <laughs> and he kind of just kind of looks at you like, mm, okay. That's <laughs> a little note. And you see he does something underneath um, the, the little podium that he's standing on. <laughs> pressing, pressing the security alert. <laughs> we, have, we have three crazed madmen in, in our foyer. And you see uh, a halfling come through the double doors. I stand up taller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taller than you. A halfling comes through the double doors, and uh, the elf turns and looks at him and says, Our lords here have rented the entire top floor. If you would show them to their floor. And the halfling kind of looks all through and goes, Okay. And he bows real low, and he makes this sort of swirling hand motion, and he says... If you would follow me, my lords. <laughs> We're gonna oh. get up there. It's gonna be like storage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the attic. <laughs> huh? uh, he walks you up uh, to the first floor, and then he walks you up to the second floor, and he says, "Your floor." Kind of points around, and he uh, reaches over and he pulls off one, two, three, four. Five. And he hands, holds out five keys. Mm-hmm. He says, these are the keys to the room. I say, have the doors removed. <laughs> <laughs> and I give him ten gold pieces. Uh, he says, think about it here. 
Of course, my lord. <laughs> he hands the keys to you, Aspen, and he begins going about removing the doors. <laughs> As he does, um, I say... I use my mage hand to help. <laughs> hold it. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I don't want any squashed halflings on my watch. I say to uh, the halfling, we're new in town, and we're looking to have some fun with a little bit of money. Perhaps you know of places where games of chance can be used to barter <laughs> some amount of money into a larger amount of money. <laughs> it's a casino, not a word in D&D. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word. I've okay. used it several times now. A fine casino <laughs> where someone of our, and I dwell on that a bit, mm-hmm. of our stature, no offense, might find a home. Oh, well, you would want the Grand Dame, <laughs> my lord. I see. That's excellent. Where is this Grand Dame? On the river. And does it require any special access to get on board? Oh, well, surely someone of your stature would know Lord Dryland? Yes, yes, of course. (laughs) Say, describe him to me, and I'll tell you. An older human. (laughs) An older human? Anything distinguishing? Is he missing an eye or has excessively large teeth? He has a beard. <laughs> and a pet octopus. Pet octopus. Smells of urine. <laughs> the, the octopus? Or the beard? Who? God. <laughs> Alright, well thank you. Very good, very good. Sidebar. Don't you have a class feature that allows you to get a thing with a noble? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a noble, though. It's a casino owner. Uh, in counts. New Jersey, that counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a freaking royalty here. <laughs> he does have Lord in his name. Yeah, so. That's true. Um, yeah, well, that's, that could be good. Yeah. All right, so ultimately we're trying to get in to this place mm-hmm. to figure out everything we can about somehow linking Someone giants here. to this coin. Someone was here Yeah. at this boat with these people. Mm-hmm. And then was somehow involved in the actual abduction of Hecaton. Hecaton is the king of all giants. Yeah. That means he's fairly powerful. So we're probably looking for some sort of magic user. Yeah. Or someone who is closely associated with magic at any rate. Someone who could pay for magic. Okay. But you're going to have to do a lot of the talking because yeah. I'm going to have to be servant boy. Oh, we're we'll, we'll, we'll very fine. Alec we'll, we'll will be enjoying us. We'll see. Ready? Yeah. We're rolling. Let's do it. What are you guys going to do until dinner? When that halfling leaves, mm-hmm. I turn to these two and I say, Enjoy whatever you'd like. Trust me, I will be back. And I walk out. Okay. And then I start walking towards the Grand Dane. All right, it takes you kind of a moment to kind of get your bearings, but you head west until you reach the edge of the citadel. And on the outside of the citadel, you see the river, and you see a whole variety of docks along the river, with a variety of river boats. Uh, you can tell that none of these boats uh, are seaworthy. They all are river boats. They all are flat-bottomed, just by the nature of their rather short, squat look. 
Walking along the docks, you finally spot one ship in particular. It's three stories, and you see running along the side of it, oar holes, you count eight. And on the very front, in immaculate condition, underneath a long sort of pole, you see a ornately wooden carved goose that has been painted gold. You do not see that the gangplank is lowered to the dock, but there it sits. Is it not open? Is that what I, I would Yeah, you know, correct? Yeah, that it's open. So I look up at look up at it. <clears throat> That's right, you didn't hear uh, the guy tell them about its schedule. That's fine. This is just as good. So I hold my hand out to a little dark raven. Okay. Lands upon it. And I pet it on the head. And I say, go find me this dryland. Oh. What does Drylands look like? He's an older human with beard mm-hmm. who may or may not smell of urine. <laughs> What's urine? It's the pee-pee. <laughs> ah. The oh. human Mickey water. The, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Piss. No. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> he smells like piss? Yes. Ah. He's the proprietor. Alvis's friend smells like piss. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Take a moment and I'll let that wash over me. Hopefully not literally. Ew. <laughs> I say go. We're at the golden goose. <laughs> go find him. Don't be seen. But if you have an opportunity... Bring me back just a little bit of hair. Oh. Go see him. Oh, also, I think he has an octopus. And then I, I throw my hand up. Okay. <laughs> ah! 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 You see, he kind of recovers uh, <laughs> midair. There's that angry crow sound. <laughs> and he uh, flies over and he lands on uh, one of the riggings. I find a place to sit comfortably. Okay. And, and wait uh, to see if he will tell me. If and you see, he kind of tilts his head to the right, and he kind of tilts his head to the left. He kind of hops along the rigging <laughs> to the left, and then he kind of hops along the rigging to the right. Mm. You hear him say to himself. And he kind of hops down out of view, and you assume that he's now on the top deck, probably. In your head, you hear... <laughs> <laughs> Yarn. <laughs> Yarn. Mm. Mm. What's this? Ah. Ah. Mm. Ah. <laughs> this goes on for a while. <laughs> it sounds like he's trying to eat things, and then it sounds like he. He's seen other things. At one point, he you hear him stop humming, and he kind of goes, ah, ah, that must hurt. I, I think time is a factor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, mm. I say, now this, I think that at some point we might be at odds with this person I'm having you look for. If you, would uh-huh. hurt, if you find him, you may get to claim some piece of him. Oh. Ah! Ah! 
makes a noise like this and says, Um, it's a human. Uh-huh. Doesn't smell like urine. But, huh. Mm -hmm. You hear, and there's silence for a moment. Then you hear, She is a perceptive human. Finally, it takes him, it feels like forever, but really it probably is only about 10 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. But it just feels that like... That kind of time, yeah. <laughs> an eternity, because... He finds everything he's coming across rather interesting or bizarre. And uh, you hear a... say show me and then that that's why I shift okay. into looking through his eyes you look through his eyes and you <coughs> see a beard going like this up and down right in front of your field of vision mm -hmm. right in front of your field of vision like this rising and falling and when it falls you can make out some eyes that are closed and a nose and you see uh, a red octopus kind of coiled around the right shoulder and its eyes are closed as well and he is dressed in finery and seems to be asleep. And Malthus seems to be standing on his stomach. <laughs> okay. I tell him to look around. Does he have a, this is his personal room, right? He looks around the cabin, and it is a testament to bad taste. Uh -huh. With its purple velvet curtains and scented candles. Don't mm. scoff at... Scented candles. <laughs> they are a... They're bad ones. They're, a, they're Yankee. A, a peculiarly <laughs> potent scent. They're ocean mist Yankee mm. candles. Mm. And they're sitting And they're sitting in a very gaudy candelabra. In the middle, you notice a large aquarium tank resting on top of it, and it contains a coral reef, which you assume to be the home of the octopus. Lord Dryland seems to be sleeping in a silk hammock, you also see a writing desk with various sheets of parchment and a quill. And you also see a small table holding a silver wine decanter and matching goblet. Finally, in the corner, you spy an iron stove. No brush or comb. You see the beard get closer mm -hmm. to fill up more of your field of vision. Mm -hmm. I just had one of these. Mm -hmm. Okay, snip one off, but don't wake him up. Don't wake Daddy. <laughs> right. Well, as you watch, you see a whole bunch of hair kind of fill up your yep. field of vision. You hear. <laughs> and you're in the air. Mm -hmm. And you see this uh, the sleeping person go, <laughs> and scratch at his beard. Okay. 
Alright. Return to me. <laughs> and then I head back to the um, the hotel. Okay. To the inn. You feel a weight on your shoulder. He returns to you, uh, but he is invisible. So this has been not an hour, maybe just now approaching. Total walk down and total walk back up to the inn, including Malthus's journey through the boat, I would say, is a total of an hour. Okay. Yeah. And so we still have a couple hours to kill before we can assume that the place will start to open, at least. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it, it does its journey at night. So, okay, you know, towards nightfall, the crew it's arrives. It's middle of the night for him. Yeah, towards the nightfall, the crew arrives, and then shortly after that, guests are allowed on board. Okay, I make it back to the hotel. Okay. Make it to the top. I find one of the nicer suites. Uh, they're all about the same. Okay. But one with a better view, maybe. I sit right in the middle of the room. Okay. I hold up my hand and wait for Malthus to place the hair that he took. Yeah, he goes, yeah. And I hold it. I tilt my head back and my eyes go black as I begin to tunnel into this person's dreams. Okay. So, I cast it. It says basically there's no save unless I'm trying to, to be the a... spell's mo- name again? Uh, dream. That's right. Dream. Alright. Apparently, in his dream, he is floating on top of the water you get the sense that there is something underneath him that is coming towards the surface. And you find yourself doing what? Looking like what? And saying what? Because he's kind of floating there and he kind of looks over and what does he see? It would be me, but wearing all white versions of the clothing that I normally wear. Okay. Are you standing on top of the water? Uh, yeah, I'm floating up above the water in a very angelic sort of way. <laughs> okay. Are you giving off light? I, I do. <laughs> and the water that's blowing all begins to rise and form and shape into a representation very similar to the Grand Dame. But it's still water. Okay. I say, great fortune is upon you. And then... All of a sudden, these forms start to come out of the water that look like people. Mm-hmm. So now the, the, the establishment is full of... of uh, patrons. Yeah, patrons. Okay. Gambling. And then there's him amongst it, looking as dapper as could be. And I, 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 I revisit my mind the uh, gaucheness of his, of his sleeping quarters. So he has a large purple cape and um, okay. um, sensors on his shoulders that are... <laughs> and everyone is just bowing to him and, and saying, oh, thank you so much. You um, That dark something seems to be coming closer now. Mm-hmm. And you notice that you have no control over it. Okay. But so, it's definitely rising in the water so slightly quicker. I'll hurry up a bit then. So we move forward in dream time uh-huh. to where he's... he's Having the best night at this this establishment, I'm guessing the you know money is just coming in. They're, they're bringing sacks of money, mm-hmm. and then what he notices is there are three patrons, in particular, that are just bleeding cash. Okay, they're losing, but for some reason they're losing and then thanking him for it. And the money comes out and they say, "Oh, thank you, please let me spin again." And, and he's like, "Well, you'll most certainly lose. Like it doesn't matter. This brings us such great joy." And one of them 
seems to look still like like the water, but it's okay. a much more muscular version. <laughs> and just money spills from his hands. It's not even until okay. the water begins and the money ends, and it's flowing into into his pockets. Okay. And the other one looks like a short gnome mm-hmm. who is firing arrows at them, but the arrows turn to coins and land directly into his into his hands and his pockets. Uh-huh. And one looks like a guy that we met a, a couple episodes ago in that town when I when I got the finger of uh, oh the dude that you the dude that I conned yeah the, the guy who was like 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 trying mm-hmm. to like baller up yeah the, okay. the, the baller guy from that looks like him and he is just just pulling out pockets and throwing them on, on the things, and the lady just reaches out with her little stick and pulls all the money and just goes, yay! You get the feeling you're being watched. Mm-hmm. Not by him. Okay. And then um, I say, it's yours to take. And then I let the dream fade away. Okay. As you let the dream fade away, I assume you're ending the trance. Mm. As you're doing that, and as you're ending the trance, you see a large yellow eye almost near the surface of the water, and it looks right at you as mm-hmm. the dream fades. Okay. All right. Wow, that was a... That was a he's, he, well, he's going to wake up from that being like, oh, that was a great dream. <laughs> Amazing. Not letting anyone in here. I might make an exception today. <laughs> All right. What do you do now? Any of you? I, I wake up and I say, so where's this dinner? And then I just sit on my bed. Well, you had dinner set for eight, which is on or around about dusk. Around dusk, you see people coming up the stairs. They have taken some of the tables from the rooms that you three have chosen not to occupy and kind of put them together into a larger table. And they are laying down huge silver trays. And under the first tray, you see several roasts. One looks to be of pig, one looks to be of cow, another one looks to be of goat. And then uh, under the next tray, you see <laughs> you see a whole bunch of lemons that have been carved to look like little farmyard animals. <laughs> good, good. They were listening. <laughs> they read the whole contract. <laughs> and then last but not least, on the table is put a couple cast spigots and a bung hammer and the servants roll up two very large barrels <laughs> I hold my hand up and I say that's fine Kallik likes to hammer his own bung <laughs> <laughs> and I grab a handful of roast and put it in my mouth and I grab a handful of roast goat and throw it over my shoulder okay. <laughs> <laughs> he spits it out once it's done do it <laughs> oh, the cooking part. <laughs> the food's quite good. The meat's very well spiced. Goat's tender. overdone, apparently. It just literally melts in your mouth. Uh, the lemons are quite refreshing. And the wine is very good. Alright, gentlemen. I think that we're going to be welcomed graciously onto this boat. Yeah, all of us? Pretty sure. I I think I've hopefully convinced the owner that once he sees the three of us, and I go, oh, hang on. And now I look like that guy. Like, Wasn't that that? Yeah, remember this jerk? <laughs> I pointed my face. The one that got shrunk? Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I wonder if he got unshrunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't piss off a door. <laughs> it's an old and well-known saying. 
Hmm. So I have a feeling once he sees the three of us, and also I, I kind of wiggle my fingers at the two of them, and nothing changes on your clothes, but they are as if completely laundered and pressed. Well, thanks. Like, you know how long it took me to get it to this level? <laughs> I apologize. We will, we will get it back. <laughs> you get a, you'll go straight in the brine <laughs> after this is over. I hope so. <laughs> I say, all right. For, I think I look at my wrist because apparently that's... <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm, just, I don't know why I'm doing it. I had a niche. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, uh, hopefully this, uh, this establishment will be opening soon. We want to go and make a grand entrance. So at this point, I'm animating drops of wine uh-huh. that just fly up into the air, and I go, like mm-hmm. popcorn, and nice. in my mouth. <laughs> just like, nice. <laughs> nice. That's a great effect. One that's right in that freshly looking. <laughs> Damn it. And I'm like, froop. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Eobar the entire time, too. Like, missed. <laughs> Well, when someone hands you a bunch of lemons, let's make it into limes. It's an ancient saying. Or something, right? Aspen has arranged them into paddocks. Okay. <laughs> oh, how he's, cute. He's built some toothpick fences. <laughs> Is he playing farm bill? <laughs> I call it Animal Crossing. <laughs> but yeah, I see we head out. All right. You, having been down there already, Eobard, and as is naturally your inclination anyway, kind of take the lead and make your way down to the docks. And sure enough, as you make your way onto the docks and down towards it, you see a line of people. Where the gangplank is actually on the dock, you see Lord Dryland. And he is having what looks like a little conversation with each person. Each person stopping and him having a little conversation with them and then them moving on into boat. So uh, all three of you get in line, and the line doesn't go quickly, but it also doesn't go slowly. Aelbard, you notice that it seems that once again you find yourself in a line filled with people who seem to be of a similar station, mm-hmm. or at least they are dressed in, in fashions and manners more accustomed to you than is uh, you have typically had the chance thus far. Oh, these are the spring colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got white gloves and my dapper cane and my face of that other guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, the line gets shorter and shorter. A few people fall in behind you until finally you find yourself face-to-face with Lord Dryland. And I, I bow deeply. Okay. And he kind of looks at you for a second. I see. Lord Dryland, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I've been dreaming of coming here. <laughs> for, for months, and finally, finally my ship came in, and I have to warn you, I think I'm going to bleed you dry. And he kind of looks <laughs> then over your shoulder at Aspen, and he, and he looks at Calic, and you see he goes from kind of squinting and guardedly to see his eyes kind of slowly start to get larger and larger. And he still has the octopus on his shoulder? Uh-huh. It's sitting uh, It's sitting on his right shoulder, and it has a tentacle wrapped like this. His eyes kind of get bigger and bigger, and he goes, Well, I'm pleased to hear it. 
And you would be? I say, I am <laughs> Lord Duke Blaggard. Well. Of the North. Lord, Lord Baggard. Oh, don't pretend you don't know the name. Oh, no, of After course. After I walk out of here with all your money, me and my expert gambling crew. <laughs> he goes, oh, yes, of course. Well, we have uh, some wonderful games of chance. Um, please, by all means, welcome to the Grand Day. I say apologies in advance and then bow and walk in. MashFan831 just left us a great review on iTunes. Uh, they say, This is a great show to listen to if you love D&D. The characters are awesome, and the people playing seem so cool. I wish I was playing there with them. It's like a low-budget Monty Python and the Holy Grail in all the best ways. So thank you, MashFan831, for that. Uh, way to set the bar there. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably one of, if not our best review. That is our best review. I mean, um, what higher praise is there? Other Monty yeah. Python. Those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, setting the bar. Uh, we hope that <laughs> we continue to uh, live up uh, to that expectation. I assure you that we will try to continue to be our awesome and irreverent selves. But uh, thank you so much. Uh, we greatly appreciate you listening, and thank you for taking the time to uh, leave a review. And uh, I think that about covers it, right, guys? Yeah. Good. Yep. Good. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today with your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroesnotincluded. And finally, our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt, Chris Gergich, and Josh Heddle, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, but they also gain special behind-the-screen access including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero.